Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie, chilling here with my man Nick, my co-pilot. How you doing, sir? Good, man. Good, man. Ready for, ready for some Halloween candy. I'm happy you said Halloween candy. I've been biting my tongue to not say spooky any point in the past 30 seconds I've been talking. So it's Halloween time. It's a great time for shoes. There's seasonal shoes released throughout the year, different holidays. But I feel like Halloween is one of the holidays where they come correct. It's just it's such a seasonal thing, right? Yep. You can go more fall-themed. You can go more scary-themed. You can go a wide array of stuff. So we're, I think, going to be talking about Halloween shoes for the most part today. Before we jump all the way into that, though, we'd love to share with you what we've been rocking. And we're going to do a twist on what we're looking to cop. So I'll get us started. I've actually been rocking my Halloween-ready Air Jordan 5s. I went on vacation, and it's a great feeling to only give yourself the pair on your feet option or the pair in the bag option. So... There's only one alternate. You can't really be switching shoes like that. It makes you actually wear them. So I had a very good time in Vegas with these fives. And um, Nick, go ahead and tell them what, what you rocked, and then I'll, I'll explain the copping. Uh, I've been rocked the uh, question orange toe OGs from, I don't know, forever ago. Probably, probably 97, 98. One of many, uh, I mean, just, you know, obviously it was a, it was a long drawn out process for me to get those yellow toes, but this is one of those shoes from back in the day that always nice to pull out every once in a while. All we need are pumpkin spice lattes and we're the most Halloween seasonal people exactly, yeah. on a podcast right now. But when it comes to copping, I thought it'd be fun to look back, look at any point in time and think what would be one halloween shoe i would cop if i had a chance to go back and personally the air max 95 the mummy one kind of has like the tear away looking cloth it doesn't actually tear away i believe but just thinking back to what the symbolism is behind the wavy lines on the air max 95 it's the epidermis you know right skin yep. different levels of what we have all over us so to wrap that with like mummy i thought was a really cool thing and part of the reason why halloween shoes are typically, you know, that they're campy and they're fun, but um, you can really tell any kind of story with them. So I'm gonna go 95, zombie. What about you? 
So I would probably go with, now that I think about it, the easy choice for me would be like the, the Halloween dunks that came out in like, I don't know, 06 or 07 that were just all black with a tiny bit of orange on them. Um, mm-hmm. but since that's kind of like just too easy, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball because Dalton and I were just talking about the ASICs, uh, the A-Life ASICs Gel Light 3 Monsters, which I think is one of the craziest, like, just themed shoes I've ever seen, still to this day. Kermit's cousin. It's, it's <laughs> Kermit's a- angry cousin. Yeah. And so I, that, if if I had no no uh, no limits to the budget, that would probably be the shoe that I would get. But there's actually a couple of good shoes coming out this year, too. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this conversation. The strength runneth over. You can go all the way back to 2007. That's when the Green Monster released all the way now to 2021. And there's still good stuff coming out. That's a great place to start, though, because Halloween is, I feel like, a time where every brand, right, has a chance to do something cool. Because it doesn't matter if you're the biggest box, you know, you're the biggest box in the room. Or the smallest. Halloween's going to draw some either some kids in, maybe people from the opposite sex that maybe don't buy shoes that way or your shoes that way. They might be drawn in. So many different opportunities. And I think that ASICs, like the Joe Light 3 has been on every collab, I think. But that one in particular stands out. I mean, how can you not stand out with big green beady eyes on the side of your shoe? But like... That's just like an OG listening to this is like, yep, I'm happy they brought up that shoe because that's like one of the probably more famous Halloween shoes ever. And it's not by Nike, Adidas or Reebok. It's great. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, it's it's easy for especially for Halloween because Nike does themed shoes so well. Right. Especially mm-hmm. SB. You know, I mean, you could probably go. We, we could probably come up with 10 or 20 SB themed Halloween shoes by itself. So figure let's good to mix it up a little bit though. I mean, let's just keep it in 2007. So the most legendary dunk. Okay. Timeout. Nick here. Before we get into the rest of today's episode, I wanted to ask you a favor. We're looking for sponsors for the podcast. And I thought who better to ask than the listeners that support us already. If you're like me, you probably listen to a lot of podcasts and you know exactly who the sponsors are that you like and definitely those that you don't. If that sounds like you, send us an email to podcast at sneakerhistory.com with some of the brands that you would like to hear sponsor the Sneaker History Podcast. It would really help us out, and it will save you from hearing about skinny tees or industrial cleaning supplies or other weird stuff like that that doesn't make any sense. All right, enough of the business. Let's get back to the show. Maybe of all, I would say probably the most three legendary dunks of all time, the Freddy Cougar. It's obviously never going to be called, maybe for retros, they'll be, they'll be called the actual Freddy Krueger, but there's no relation to it. The color blocking and the materials and the thought process does it all for you. That's like, right, we're probably one of the best collabs ever that isn't a collab. One of the best storytelling shoes. I can go on with every hyperbole ever made by, of all time. But, like, it really is a unicorn of unicorns, man. Yep. Scary unicorn. Yeah, I mean, that the story behind that shoe is pretty crazy, too. I actually talked to last time. To- Last holiday, last Halloween, I talked to Input Magazine about about Halloween shoes and some other stuff. But th- that shoe, you know, somehow made its way to some stores and then was supposedly thrown out. And there's just a lot of like 
a lot a lot of uh a lot of stories hyping it up to to keep it kind of one of the most important dunks of all time too right because nobody really knows and remembers and with so few of them that actually got out before you know the the movie uh company basically said no go it's it's always going to have that lure of like you know it's just crazy to you know to see any of them i mean i've been able to see a couple pairs in my life but i definitely don't expect to see anybody wearing these in person i saw kenny g's at a sneaker event in person that's the only time i've ever seen a pair with my own two eyes so i mean this begs the question that is probably one of the more polarizing ones in the sneaker community is that a shoe you retro does that ever come back or do you keep it as that ultra you know the it's basically an urban legend at this point right like you said there's so many stories about it like do you bring that back or do you let it sleep forever i mean i guess like that's the, the, the hardest part about that question is actually relates to like last year's was it last year's 95 Air Max 95 was the, yeah. 2020 Air Max 95 was like a Freddy Krueger themed shoe too. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would say if, if you can do it collaboratively with the, with the, you know, new line cinema or whoever it is, that's, I think it's new line cinema did Freddy Krueger Friday the 13th series. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can do it with them, then yes, I say retroid, you know, like I just don't have any, you know, it's it, especially because it's a movie. It's not like there was an artist that did it. I'd say like if, at least in my opinion, if, uh, you know, let's say. Like a Futura dunk or Futura, something. Yeah. I was going to say Futura is like, it, it's, it's up to him. It's up to, it's up to him to be able to say Nike, you know, can, can run it again and up for them to figure out how the partnership works. In my opinion, I know it doesn't always work that way. Cause obviously you don't get, you know, you don't get, signature shoes with the original logos and stuff like that. So I like that take on it because a lot of people would say, well, it's like the community's thought process that matters should matter to Nike's like, nah, I'm pretty sure with like something like that, it should be the originator and Nike. But I think that's a shoe. Like, why do we need to be gatekeepers? Like, why does anybody care if the bacon air max 90 bacon comes out and then like, flops for lack of a better bacon pun but it's like it doesn't flop all the way but people bought it up thinking that they'd be able to make a million dollars like if there was a fat fat run of freddy krueger dunks are they going to be sitting at like 40 dollars over retail and everybody's gonna be pissed that their you know twenty thousand dollar you know shoe in their closet is no longer worth or it's, a, it's such a crazy question like i mean i think i think with a shoe like that too with so few pairs that actually made it you know, into production and, and sent out and to the public in some way, shape or form, the people that have the originals are still going to have an incredibly valuable shoe. Right. Mm-hmm. Very. I true. look at an Air Max, like the Air Max 90 bacon. And I think, you know, most of you can't wear that shoe if you have the original. Right. So might as well just go at it again. So you have a pair to wear, you know, if you want to keep the original dead stock and you've kept it dead stock and, you know, fresh all these years, more power to you. That's super dope. But like, it doesn't hurt to have like a colorway that you, you know, like if you want to keep something, keep the original and then rock the retro. That's the way I look at it. At least. I mean, I know, mm-hmm. I know some people would probably argue exactly the opposite because retros aren't that great or whatever, but I mean, I roll. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's there's so you know I, I, there's definitely things that I've been there in that in that position where you know I always wanted Nike on the back of the Jordans the Jordan threes specifically I I mean I still want to wear those shoes though I'm not going to just get them and sit on them and wait for them to you know deteriorate so the one thing about the dunk though is you know you could wear that shoe for a long time before it deteriorates which is they last a long time nice yeah what's funny to me is when people are like the retros aren't that great it's like the same people who order a bucket of kfc and like well why isn't it running over at the top of the bucket it's like well your expectation versus what they sell you in a photo aren't going to be the same doesn't mean it's not good you're still gonna have a good time but like nothing's perfect and like I mean, the freddy yeah the freddy krueger dunk and all these other hyper rare shoes like if you have a, a nice Acura worth of shoe in your closet and you're tripping out with them retroing it. You should have sold it when you could have gotten a nice Acura for it. You yeah. Know? It's just like, and, and you know, there's, there's exceptions to that in my opinion, right? Like if you're like, if you're a crazy collector of, of a particular model or a particular shoe, or, you know, if you're one of those, like one of those three or four people in the world that have like all the original SB dunks, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, like, I'm not saying to like, just wear the shoes. Like you've got a, you've got something that, you know, potentially is going to be worth a house down the road. Don't, don't wear the shit. Now you waited long enough to, to get past it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also totally understand the, the nuances of wanting the original kind of quality and stuff. I mean, that's kind of why we're seeing the, not kind of, that's why we're seeing Virgil do the, the twos the way he's doing it. Right. To showcase the original shape and stuff, which that shoe's not for me, no matter what. I think it's, I think it's a cool story, but I don't think that it aligns with, with the marketing of Virgil, in a sense, right? Like Virgil's supposed to be like kind of breaking the mold, and here they're going back to try to convince, you know, a small percentage of people that the two is different this time around, which is bizarre to me, but. At the same time, I also understand where, like, someone like Sean Collard, you know, from the Sneaker Podcast, look, he's been he's been obsessing over that shoe longer than most people have been alive. And that that to me is like the, the person that you're making that shoe for and you're you're doing it correct. And you're you know doing all the 3D scanning and all the extra shit to make it as close to the originals as possible. And that's great. You know, he gets he gets to kind of relive that moment and, and finally get a proper shaped Air Jordan 2. I mean, I don't know how he feels about the the crumbling midsole aspect of it, but like if if it leads to, you know, a handful of like the, the OGs being happy, I think it's great. I think, you know, it, it's not hurting anybody to do it, but I just think that it's weird that it's like weird that Virgil's name is attached to it when Nike could be doing all this stuff without him and, you know, I don't know. That was a little mm -hmm. off topic, but no, back I mean, to the it, Halloween it, it, shoes. <laughs> no, it definitely is. I mean, makes it as there, there's tons of things, but it's like that shoe is now going to become an asset. And like any asset, there's a good time and a bad time to both buy and sell and like ebbs and flows. That shoe is going to go astronomical in money, I think, for right away. Like it's not going to be a cheap shoe to acquire, but there's other good options out there. Right. But like, yeah, we can go on and on. Dunks are just such dunks and Jordans are just such just wave makers when it comes to dropping and selling. And I say that because I'm looking back at some of these 
Halloween dunks. And I'm going to throw Day of the Dead. I know there's a difference. They're not the same holiday, but just color thematically. Dunks, man. Like, so the Day of the Dead dunk, for example, um, the Halloween Night of Mischief from a couple years ago, 2019, that thing shot up in value really quick. This year, there's a really good looking Halloween dunk. It's kind of like a retro looking giant colorway with like really fine detail. There's like skulls and stuff over like the, 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 the toe overlay and the heel just color blocks really, really well. Um, but they do so well. The, um, the zombie dunks, I mean, pardon me, the mummy dunks from this year with the green glowing eye on the back. It's a really cool detail, but I think all those shoes and factually all those shoes are not only Halloween, but like heavy collectors. Like I feel like people don't rock Christmas shoes, maybe outside of the Grinch six year round or like have interest in a limited seasonal shoe year round, but Halloween stuff that's even include stuff like the, the bones air force ones, you know, there's the black bones, they all glow in the dark, the white, the purple and the orange, like P I see people rocking those in August. just like liking the shoe. Like I think Halloween, you can have some of like, it can turn into a big class five asset. If you have a day of the dead dunk, you know, Yep. But it's also just so wearable, 365, and it's 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 such a unique, weird holiday. I don't yeah, know where I was well, going with that, but I just wanted to say it. It's just it's so weird. Well, and I th I think too, like the, you know, you were you were saying before we started recording, people don't. It, it it's actually weird that people don't necessarily like wear matching shoes with a lot of their costumes, right? Like. Like you said, uh, you know, dressed as Mario Brothers, wearing a pair of brand new Jordans, right? It, it doesn't make sense, right? When but the like on the flip fresh? side of that, yeah, like on the flip side of that, that like that's what you know, people are wearing all these Halloween themed shoes, and yeah, I mean, I think it's dope. I think that you know, some of them are not for me, like in terms of like would I wear this year round, but. The colors and the themes and the details have always been really good. Like, I mean, it's it sounds funny talking about it now because I'm just thinking like, man, there's, you know, what, five or six different black, white and orange, you know, dunks. Mm -hmm. There's four or five of the same colored themed Air Force Ones. There's, you know, just like repeated storylines and and all of these, but it's almost like each time they, they do it a little bit differently and a, a little bit cooler in a lot of time, in a lot of ways, you know, like I think that those, the, this year's SB mummy dunks is a great example of that. Right. They did a, I don't know when it was, but it was like within the last four or five years, they did a, a blazer that was a mummy shoe. Mm -hmm. And then like Reebok came out and did the mummy question last year with the tearaway stuff. And like, I mean, that was super dope. And I think, you usually expect those kind of details to come from SB or, or Jordan or something, but to see kind of Reebok stick their, their nose in there and actually have like a, what I would say is more of a, a more successful release for, for something like this than they usually would um, was kind of dope. And then I think that, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where to your point about people wearing them outside of the, the holiday, right? You're getting to the point where you could have a nice little collection of Halloween themed shoes, you know, like you could have year round. 
yeah, you could have, you know, whether you're wearing them or collecting them or whatever, you could have like a, a pretty decent selection compared to, you know, that one-off thing that used to be the case, right? Like, I know there's been dunks that we'll probably get into, but like, for the most part, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff that wasn't like kids themed. And now we've kind of expanded into, okay, well, the big kids get them too, right? The adult kids get them, get them every year now too. So. We get the cool stuff too. And like the whole point of bringing up the same motif over and over again is part of the fun of Halloween. You go and you buy the same damn pumpkin and you carve it every single year. And it's like maybe some variants might get a, a white pumpkin or, you know, an artisanal pumpkin whatever you're gonna do but ultimately you're still buying the same stuff every year and you enjoy it it's fun so like i think that's how they get away with it you brought up reebok and boktober should just be a full month of halloween shoes but that tearaway pair you brought up is great 2013 they did a um, pump omni light pumpkin this straight up fucking orange shoe which is really cool looking they also did a shack gnosis i believe last year with like spider web all over the side of it that's also cool. I need to give even bigger props, and you should have seen this. You might have. Van's collection this year has a whole like horror movie like motif going across different, you know, um, what's what I'm looking for um, properties. So you have like The Shining, Friday the Thirteenth, um, The Exorcist, um, probably five different movies of Van slip-ons eras, stuff like that, you know, skate highs. Um, it's really, really sick shit. And Vans, again, just doing theme stuff maybe better than what people assume. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Vans probably has the best overall collective releases of this year, right? I, I think Nike, I think, the you know, just off the top of my head, that new Mummy Dunk is probably my favorite shoe. But Vans doing all the different horror films to me is... Uh, I think that's like just a dope way to like actually differentiate between the same, you know, pumpkin jack-o'-lantern theme, you know, colorways. Right. And to be able to break it up into all those different films at one time is super dope. It's not just the movies too. They have like customizable vans skulls. You can do alien, you can do all these different prints like for Halloween too. It's like what, if you're just somebody who's into shoes and into seasonality, like, oh, I don't like the shining that much. Well, go there and make your own skull shoe. And, like, you can make it to fit maybe the Halloween costume you're going for. This is not a sponsored ad by Vans. It's just really cool how they not only give you the option to, like, here, here's the licensed stuff, but here's some also very favorable customized options, which they always have good custom options on Vans throughout the year. But that is just an, an extra step forward. Cause like this kind of segues to my next kind of the last questions of the day. Like it's fun questions on the topic of shoes. Like I'm not dressing up this year. I don't like putting costumes on that much. Cause I feel goofy, you know, like if I'm trying to portray a character and my character doesn't have movie accurate shoes on, I feel weird about it. I'm not going to go buy, you know, the matching captain America boots for my costume. So I chose just to get like a button up shirt that has it's orange and it has like skulls on it. It's just like a seasonal kind of like a, I call it a boyfriend shirt. Boyfriend, go put a fucking shirt on, go into a Halloween party, like look nice for Halloween. So I got that taken care of. But like if I could just customize some like skull vans or skull alien vans or like spiders, you know, like 
that's the kind of stuff I want to be wearing with a Halloween costume. Like, are you going to, you, do you dress up? And if you do, or like combo to that, it's like, are you dressing up? Or like, do you, have you seen like goofy costume and shoes? Take that however you want to. But like, how does Halloween impact your footwear? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not dressing up this year. Um, I, I typically don't, you know, sometimes we'll do something that, you know, where I would, but usually I just, you know, it's like more about my nephews than it is the adults in, you know, for me. So, um, you know, I, I know one of my nephews is going to be the Mandalorian. He's been wearing the costume already for a couple of weeks. So, uh, we went and visited him over, visited over the weekend and he wore it for like, literally like, you know, 75% of the time we were there. Um, I, I think that's the cool stuff. And I, I think, you know, I think, I think what I like to see is people just getting creative with it. Right. If you can come up with something, right. Because to your point, you're never going to have captain America boots. I don't know. Maybe you could find a captain America shoe to go with it. Right. You right. could, maybe you could find like a, pair of Dada's chrome Dada's to go with the Mandalorian outfit or something, right? Like there's ways to kind of play with it and have fun with it. And I think that's, you know, to, to the ultimate, you know, point for me is just to like, just have fun with it and enjoy it and not stress too much about it, which, you know, hopefully with all these releases that are coming, you know, everybody's not going too crazy off the deep end, trying to get, you know, everything and, bummed because they didn't or whatever because you know it's just it's just have fun with it michael keaton's batman wore jordan sixes so if he can do it anybody yeah, can exactly. but i mean i'll just go back to the point i think it's just so funny when like you see i keep saying mario and jordan's because i've seen a mario in jordan's a couple times and it's just like it's not like a mama mia in a bad way it's like a mama mia that's funny like Ah, uh, this this was last Halloween. I think it was like the Oregon Duck. It's, I saw Mario wearing like Oregon Duck thighs, and obviously in Oregon, people love the ducks regardless of like it can be like a blackout day. And you're still gonna wear fucking candy green because you loved Oregon so much. Like they're just like that. So it was like yeah. Mario head to toe. I mean Mario ankle to head, and then this duck thighs at the bottom was hilarious. Um, it's funny seeing like if you just like search Avenger shoes, you find something like fake. Shoes. I think it'd be hilarious to dress up as Spider-Man and have like really bad knockoff Spider-Man shoes. You know, like straight off of Wish. Like, yeah. I think this is the day where like fake shoes are okay. Like, right? Like, you can definitely wear fake mags if you want to dress up as Marty McF McFly. Right? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even the crazy part about that is even the the like fake. I think I'm pretty sure. Let's see. I'm pretty sure the. uh of like fake uh, studio or whatever costume ones on StockX are, you know, oh, that's disgusting. I hope you don't pull a big number out of that search bar because that just makes me angry. I bet you like the soft, I think they make soft, fuzzy, like, you know, sandal, like not sandal, but like house shoe style mags. I know they did with Yeezys and stuff. Um, I bet you that's needlessly overpriced too. If you say more than a hundred dollars, I'm. I mean, if you say more than three hundred, I'm gonna be pissed. I was like, realistically, probably two fifty. Uh, I'm not seeing them. Let's see. 
either way, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, don't clown some. I mean, especially even like, oh, here's I guess here's a trick question. Do you clown somebody dressed up as Michael Jordan head to toe and they got some like gray market Jordans on or straight up like Fugazi Jordans on like. Are Canal Street Jordans okay for just dressing up for him as a day? Like, let's say you don't give a crap about Michael Jordan, and you're just like, I want to be Michael Jordan for Halloween one day, one year. Like, can you rock fake ones or fake fives and be okay? Like, it's a costume. It's costume day. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I want to hear this answer from our community. I'm going to post it actually in the Discord. So if you're not a member of the Discord, you're going to need to go ahead and sign up for that. But I think that's a very interesting question. Like... I really don't, unless you're my friend, I'm not going to clown a passerby on anything. I don't know what their life situations are. Halloween, though, I think is a time where you could even go, I'd say you're okay to go full fake jersey, fake short. Like, you want to go to Wish and just go fucking ham? And like, I need a Michael Jordan, I know any Michael Jordan jersey, shorts, shoes, stat. Because like Mitchell and Ness, probably going to be sold out. And on top of that, the cheapest Jordan jersey is probably 140 bucks if they have it in stock, not counting the shorts. You're not just going to find a pair of – you're not going to find a pair of like Fire Red 5s just laying around or, you know, Brett, whatever Jordan in Chicago type colorway laying around. Like nobody's trying to spend $1,000. No, yeah. Because of the last dance, you're probably spending $500 or close to 500 for the shoes and then probably three to four – on official licensed jerseys and shorts. And then if you want to get really crazy and get like, you know, like the arm, you know, the wristband and, you know, stuff like that. I think it's way more economical and totally fine if you just go to Wish and spend $100 and get all of that. Right? Yeah. I mean, so StockX doesn't have the uh, the movie prop ones on the site anymore. They used to. Um, That's good. Good for the culture. I mean, I... Spot. I don't think that they should have, you know, I argued against that when I was working there. So I just don't think that, you know, something that's not a Nike branded shoe should be on a shoe that claims to sell authentic Nikes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I mean, it's a costume, man. It's, it's not that serious. You know, there's some you know? serious people out there though, who are like sacrilegious. Nope. Like, nope, nope, nope. I want to know what they I mean, think. So if if you're going to dress up as Michael Jordan and you're listening to this podcast, you probably have like a authentic stuff, right? You probably have a jersey. You might have some shorts. You might have, you know, hopefully you got a pair of Jordans if you're listening to this podcast or at least you are familiar with them. And in that case, like, you know, just wear what you have. Like, I wouldn't go buy new stuff like fake or real just to dress mm-hmm. up for, for one day out of the year as Michael Jordan. You know, like if you're a fan – just be the fan and, you know, wear what you got, kind of. I think sneakerheads are so weird. If you did everything you just said and, like, wore whatever Michael Jordan stuff you already have, if you come out and, like, let's say, and there's nothing against this shoe, or if you own this shoe, like the Venom Jordan 10. Remember that shoe, like, the black, like, the lime green on there? If you come up in, like, a Bulls jersey and shorts and, like, a pair of Venom 10s on... You get me with like the wrong amount of drinks and, and we're friends. I'm definitely going to say something to you, (laughs) but like Jordan's are the kind of thing where it's like accuracy to a lot of people really matters. And it's like, let's say you're just, uh, 
you're a Jordan card collector and you like you fuck with cards so hard you have all this Jordan card stuff but like you know your girlfriend's like hey we're going to a party this year you're dressing up you're not getting a lot of dressing up three years in a row do whatever you want to do and that man says Michael Jordan I think he might go and get like the color accurate to 1995 <laughs> shoe I mean I don't know who knows you remember, I'm curious what, what people think it's an interesting question yeah, it is definitely. You remember when, uh, I don't remember when it was, Kanye, within the last few years, somebody tried to have him sign some fakes and he <laughs> told them they were fakes, right? Yeah. So do you think that Michael Jordan would do that if he came across somebody that had a pair of fake Jordans? Wait, wait, hold up. I'm using my Zach Morris powers here to call a timeout and tell you about a couple of our partners. These are some of the folks that help us keep the podcast going, and they have some exclusive discounts just for our listeners. Now, if you're already subscribed to our YouTube channel, you know how I love to display my kicks when I'm not rocking them. Sneaker Throne makes sneaker display cases featuring customizable LED lights and drop side cases to showcase the entire side of your shoe, not just the heel or the toe. To me, it's the perfect way to display your collection. You can save 10% on your Sneaker Throne order by using the code HISTORY at SneakerThrone.com. That's HISTORY at SneakerThrone.com. Now, if you're a Patreon supporter and a member of our Discord community, you already know about Kicks with V Hot Sauce and his small batch, locally sourced hot sauce. V has been one of the biggest supporters of sneaker history and the podcast since the early days, and his hot sauce has been a huge hit within the community. To celebrate the launch of his new coffee habanero flavor hot sauce, and my personal favorite, his new habanero honey, he's given an exclusive discount to our podcast listeners. You can save 10% by using the code sneakerhistory10 at kickswithvhots.com. That's sneakerhistory10 at kickswithvhots.com. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast or becoming a partner with our community, get in touch with us. You can reach us by email at podcast at sneakerhistory.com. Or better yet, tell some of your favorite brands they should be sponsoring the podcast. All right, let's get back into today's episode. Yes. Like, it would have to be, like, ridiculously fake for him to even Yo, know, though, right? Mike's not, obviously, Mike wears his own shoes. Mike's not analyzing the materials and stitch work of his own shoes. They'd have to be, like, an egregious, like, yo, man, like. What are these Orlando Magic, um, you know, Jordan 2s doing here? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But there's the UNC 2s. There's a couple 2s. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I don't think Mike would say anything unless it was, like, an egregious thing. But there's the stories of Mike's, fr Mike's kids' friends coming over to the house wearing other brands and those shoes disappearing from the house. Right? You've heard those yeah. stories? Yeah. Which... I would purposely, I would go to Kmart and I would buy purposely wrong shoes before I go to Michael Jordan's house just to like exploit that if I was 13, 14 <laughs> and I knew that's what happened. Ah, like, oh, man, I need that fresh pair. I'm going to go get this $20 pair then, then go to, um, what's his son's name? Marcus. Yeah. I go to Marcus's house. Yeah. Anywho, what do you rock on Halloween? Does authenticity matter to you on Halloween? Does your significant other make you dress up? And if you do, what are you wearing? Let us know what you think. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, subscribe, become a family member. I got this paperwork. You can become my son. I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> thanks for messing with us. Join the Discord. Join the Patreon. Lots of great additional content from us. We're doing a new thing later in the month. We'll, dis we'll disclose more, but we're going to be running. It's, it's kind of like Race for a Cure, but... It's not, and there's no affiliation to it, but it's going to be good. <laughs>
Definitely. Definitely. And we got a, we got a cool little, uh, a little treasure hunt contest going on too. So you can, uh, what is it? You can, I, I'll, you have to check the discord for the details, but basically you can by finding a steal under $40, you can potentially win a like deep cleaning from soul works, uh, sneaker history hoodie, or Candy. potentially some cl- cl- cleaning product for yourself. So fun stuff as always. That is very fun. Uh, I don't know if you watch donut media or donut stuff on, on YouTube, but like they do this stuff where they find like the cheapest, best car on Craigslist amongst each other. Yep. So very fun, very fun stuff we're doing here. $40 or less. What can you find? Join the discord to learn more. Thank you, everybody. I'm Robbie. Make sure you're following at sneaker history on all major platforms. You can find me at R a H B E E seven Oh two. Nick, where can they find you? Uh, I'm at Nick Engvall on all the platforms. If you're interested in the running stuff, we also have the at Sneaker History Run Club, which is at SH Run Club on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, sir. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a good rest of your day. Take it easy. Peace. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.